Hi, this is Christy. And this is Chuck. This is Grave Manners. Thanks so much to everyone who sent in their ghost stories. We got a bunch. I'm going to read two of them. One is a ghost story and one is like a dream visit. And we'll save the rest for later. One is kind of long. It's from our friend Ryan. Ryan's a great writer, but he's made it a little bit lengthy. So I'm going to have to save that for a time when I have time to read through Ah. that a bit. So this story comes from Ashley. And it says, in the hills of eastern Kentucky, it was a brisk fall day. The leaves had fallen from the trees and were crunchy throughout our walk. I was in about third grade and my best friend Nikki was in second grade. Behind her house was our enchanted forest. (laughs) There wasn't much to do in eastern Kentucky. So those hills were our playground. That's an awesome playground, though. That'd be awesome. Uh, I had the city of Detroit. I don't know. It's still eastern Kentucky. I had the mean streets of Detroit (laughs) to play in. Nothing personal, but yeah. From treehouse fun to pretend adventure, so many great and not so great memories like me stepping on a nail and getting routine poison ivy. Oh. On that fall day, we decided to sit down for a quick break on the side of the hill, surrounded by those crunchy brown leaves and in our 90s windbreakers. As I remember it, we were chatting away and we both looked to our right and beside us was a young girl and an even younger boy. They were glowing in white and dressed in what I would describe as knickerbocker clothing, suspenders, linens, hat, short, and her in a dress with a barrette, pinning one side of her hair back away from her face. So descript. Hmm. In that moment, we were not scared, but amazed. We knew they were spirits. We felt as if they were good. And before we could open our mouths to speak, they're gone. Who were these children? What happened to them? Why did they show themselves to us? Nikki and I, to this day, tell the same story as if it happened yesterday. There's a cemetery at the very tip top of that hill. I haven't been back in years since relocating to Georgia, but often think about visiting the cemetery, trying to avoid the poison ivy, Mm -hmm. and searching for the children's headstones. Hmm. Nikki and I walked back down the hill, back to our house. In amazement, we never saw them again, but still have so many questions and talk about our sightings often. Nonetheless, we believe. Yeah, I think, well, obviously you see dead people anyway. I know I've seen apparitions and and things like that. Never really freaked me out. No, I think it startles you, though. Yeah, because it's like, wait a minute, there's someone there? Right. It's more of that. I And I think at that age, too, we're so much more receptive to seeing and hearing and feeling. Right. Because we're not told there's no such thing as ghosts or we're not. We don't take it in as reality, right, you know, right. at that time because we know what we're seeing. Yeah. And the more that we're told that's not real, the more that we kind of build that wall up and start to believe it ourselves. Yeah, I guess. Because we still try to make sense out of that. Like if you see somebody or, you know, a spirit at the end of your bed as an adult, you're like, whoa, that doesn't belong there. Right. You know, something's... but. I think in this day and age, especially with television and movies and the way things are and how open these things are widely talked about now where no one ever talked about things like this 20, 30, 40 years ago. I mean, you didn't hear much about it. Yeah. You just kind of more, you accept things. 
more receptive to things. Both my mom and dad saw, and they were both scared of it. So they, I think that they were scared of me not being scared of it, if you will. Yeah. You know, the more that I think about it, because I've told my story endlessly on how they didn't love that I could see. And I think it was, well, one, because they didn't understand. And two, if it scares you. So say you're afraid of motorcycles. Uh You don't want your kids to ride a motorcycle because you're afraid of a motorcycle. So you think that you're protecting them, but really you're just aiding to their fear. So I think they meant well. Religion plays a big part in it, too, because if you don't, you know, if you're in a certain religion and they say this is in the Bible, whatnot, this is the, the word, this is the way things are supposed to be, and, you know, they don't talk about ghosts and... You do. Everybody saw Jesus as a ghost. <laughs> so so there's but, that. But they didn't see, you know, two kids dressed up in linens it's true. and... Knickerbocker well, we don't know. It just stuff. wasn't in the Bible. <laughs> the they just Bible. didn't write about it. They didn't have clothes like that then, and they weren't hanging out in eastern Kentucky. I don't know. True. But, True. you know, they say, well, it's wrong, and, and, well, look at your folks. You did that, and it's like, get them, get her some religion. So yeah. You got to set you straight. Demons out. Yeah. So, yeah. again, that's why I say the religion aspect yeah. of it. It didn't work. No. No, here I am. Talking about ghosts on a podcast. <laughs> a podcast. So this story is a little bit different. It's, it, well, I'll get into it. So this is by Dana. And this says, the year was 2015 and due to a career move, my husband and I lived in Kentucky. Oh my gosh. Do you gosh. see a theme? I do. My parents lived back home in Michigan. Mom was terminal and we were driving back and forth on weekends to visit and help dad. Mom's cancer was aggressive, and she was wasting away to nothing. A few days after Mom finally passed away, I had the most vivid dream about her. It was one of those dreams that sticks with you. In my dream, Mom looked like she did before cancer. She said to me, I'm fine. Don't worry about me. I'm happy now, not in pain, but I'm really worried about your dad. Help him. Mom did everything for dad. He was lost without her. We saw this, that he was struggling and ended up taking a job transfer and moving back home to Michigan. Dad's still here and doing good. He does have dementia. He's Mm -hmm. now 96. Shortly after moving back, it became clear to us that mom hid the fact that dad was having memory issues. She knew it and protected and helped him until she couldn't. So was it a visit? Was it my grief? I don't know, but I don't regret moving home to be with dad he's a gem yeah i think when you have a i would imagine i don't know <laughs> you're probably going to be going through this someday yourself when you Please have a, do not put this when, on me when you have a spouse that's kind of losing their mental not being, as lucid uh, as normal then yeah it, it makes things you don't want to accept that you know obviously and you don't want to think that way I, the same way with my mother you always used to say well we're going to have to do something. It's like, well, we don't have to do anything right now. She doesn't seem to be doing that badly. <laughs> so you kind of push it to the back burner until you I'm dropping you off with one of your daughters. have to, I'll be to like, do something. Cora, Molly, here's your father. I've taken care of him for well, 40 years. With my mother, we got a call on the phone that said, well, at 6 o'clock in the morning, she was up by the side of the road in her house coat. You know, yeah. so right then we knew. She was okay, waving people down. Couldn't. 
couldn't wait any longer. We had to do something, and it's not easy, but yeah. So I'm sure that's Dana. I'm sure it was, it was probably, well. Well, for sure it was your mom that was offering you, you know, the advice that dad needed more help. I also see those that have dementia or Alzheimer's. I see that they see more. So they're kind of like the kids. Kind of like kids. Yeah. The mind is not as well developed as a child. So you're more apt to see things and believe in things. And if your mind's going when you're old, then it would kind of revert back to that. So yeah, the veil goes the veil goes down. Have you ever had a dream visit with with someone that was so real? Yeah, I've had a few of those. Not very many because I don't like to dream. But I it's lately I've been dreaming an awful lot. But yeah, I've had visits, and I remember waking up or you know crying or whatnot. And I remember my grandfather was once in one, and it was like, "What are you doing here?" You know, I said, "You're supposed to be dead." And I don't remember what the message was, but I know darn well that it was a visit. And I've had that a few times. But uh, I had one just recently with my dad. My dad comes to me frequently. My dad passed away. It'll be a year at the end of July. And he comes through kind of with crazy things like, you got to watch The Office. (laughs) And I don't want to watch The Office, Dad. No. And he just, just sort of like crazy things. He has apologized to me in the dream, but... Last week, he came to me and said, I want to buy you one last gift. And I'm like, Dad, I don't need a gift. I just need a hug. And he took me to this, like, flea markety type of a place, like a farmer's market. And we were walking through, and he goes up to this counter, and on this black velvet, you know, where there's jewelry, yeah, there's a gold locket chain, and it had, was a heart. And he goes, this is what I want. And he reached into his back pocket and he took out cash out of his wallet that I actually have in a drawer there. There is no cash in it, though. And (laughs) handed it to the lady. And I can still picture what the lady looked like at the counter. And he goes, this is what I want you to have. And he bent over and he clasped it, you know, around my neck and gave me a hug. And then I woke up and it, like I said, it's so real. I can picture exactly the place that we were at. I can picture the lady that took his money. I can picture everything about it. My dad was younger. He did still kind of walk a little bit slower, but he was still looked younger. It was so detailed and visits are very detailed. Visits should not be, um, they, they sometimes are sad because you're getting mm-hmm. another visit with them, but they should not be, like your loved one yelling at you or saying you should have done this or I wish you yeah. had done that or I hate you. That is that is a subconscious that's talking and it's not them from yeah, the other side coming through for you. From the other side, yeah. yeah. So but I do think that our grief sometimes also conjures these visits because they know that we need to see them or hear them. Your mom came to me. Yeah. And she was at a great big like hall and there was an orchestra and it was sort of like tables at a wedding yeah and everybody your dad and your dad's family was there and her family was there and it's still so detailed I can still picture that too it was almost like an old I love Lucy yeah sort of you know where the orchestra was there and they had the little tables the cocktail tables around it was like that yeah, she would have been in her element. That was her little Miss uh, 
late life. Yeah, she was slapping your dad no. and like not, not in not a bad slapping. way. Not slapping. Like, hey, Charlie, yeah. how you doing, baby? Yeah. That's what she used to be like. That. And she had her sister with her. Like I and I didn't know and her brother and I didn't and her other brother that I never. I don't even right. know if I've seen a picture of no, him. No, Junior. But it was so detailed. So those details are amazing when you get them. So it's not necessarily ghostly. Yeah. Because I say all the time they're living better than we're living. This is true. I mean, you know, she had dementia and my father had cancer and they, needless to say, are having a good time over there when they're not suffering and they have the right mind. And I don't know. It's pretty, it's pretty cool that sometimes those lines can cross. True. Well, I know she told you after she passed away that, you know, I'm okay or whatever. And yeah. So I think that's it's the same thing happened to, to Dana, I think, right? And yeah. You know, they yeah. want you to know that they're fine on the other side. Your dad did the same thing. I'm doing good. Life is good. I'm sitting here with your brother watching the, the office. office. Huh? We're binging. We're binging. It's funny because I always see him with my brother and not with my mom. Couple times he's come through with mom, but not really. <laughs> yeah, well, he ignored her in life. He's going to ignore it's her in the true. afterlife. I'm sure she's found another boyfriend. She was, oh, please, yeah. She was so in love with this guy named Sal, and um, Salvador, I believe his Salvador. name was Italian. And oh yes, he was. And she would always say, like, I should have. Should have been with him. Sal. Should have been with him. Would have been Sally and Sal. So. And and your dad, what was his? Was it Barbara? What was her? He had. It was Beverly. Beverly, and it was a B. Yeah. Yeah. So. He proposed to her, and she gave him a dear John letter when he was in the armed forces. Shot him down. Yeah. Boy, did she miss out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, oh dear! Lord. I found so many pictures of her when Dad passed away too. Yeah. Like, there are a lot of pictures. And it's interesting because I think that my mom and her actually look a lot alike. Isn't it funny how we have we have uh, types? I guess. Some yeah. people have types. Well, I wasn't your type and you weren't mine, but here we are. Yeah, but one of my... If I died, you'd probably end up with someone like me. <laughs> I wouldn't be bothered with another female. I say the same thing. So all female you ladies or male. out there, if something happens to Christy, yeah. Don't He's come off looking, the market? Off the market. Don't off come knocking market. on the door. <laughs> I don't know if that would be true. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I, you would be fine as a recluse. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was an only child, and... Uh, I was by myself for a long time, so yeah, I'm I'm good. He is. He he wandered I'm, off yesterday. I'm self I, self self sufficient. Yeah, and he didn't show up to pick me up. I had things to do. He was gone, and it was thunderstorming. Oh. And I was trying not to panic. I was across the street at the Walmart. But were you? <laughs> <laughs> We don't have any strip clubs or yeah, anything fun around here. So, he was yeah, at the car wash. Car wink, wash. Wink. I don't no, know. It wasn't because it was going to start raining. It was. Well, thank you so much, Ashley and Dana, for sharing your supernatural stories with us. And we'll have more for you in the next episode of Grave, Grave Matters. Matters. My name is Christy. I'm Chuck. I believe in you.